Next up on Talk Zone is Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva. Are you concerned about your job? Concerned about losing it? Concerned about not having the tools needed to reinvent your career or to reposition yourself in the workplace? If the answer to any of these questions is yes, or even if you just want to be a part of the workplace improvement revolution, then join the conversation right now on Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva. Now, here are your hosts, Charlie and Eva. Hey, everyone. Welcome. This is uh, Charlie Labasco. And I'm Eva Lewandowski. And we are live with Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva. A um, couple of things. First, we're off next week, Labor Day weekend. Yes, we are. I'm so that means, I don't know, does that mean dark, acquiesce, off off the grid? How do you say that? Or just not here? Just not here. Okay. Thanks. <laughs> so... So we have the weekend off, as hopefully many of you guys do. And so let's take a breath and we'll come back swinging on the 8th. Right. Um, and on the 8th, we have a leadership expert coming to join us. which Mary is Gillum. Be Mary Gillum. A great show. Okay. And before we get into this week, uh, we, we have a fantastic guest. Um, I want to share something with you guys Uh-oh. Um, real quick with a former... Corporate Talk alumni, who's also going to be on the show, I don't know, a couple of weeks, right? George Hathaway. Um, and he has a, a new book, and I want to just share it. Leadership 21. Leadership slash 21. <laughs> Leadership 21. Do you think that they could read that? <laughs> um, hot off the press, okay? Yes. And um, as of August 30th, that's George's new book. And George is a good guy, and we're going to have him on. We'll talk about it down the road. Yeah. Um, you know, the mission of Corporate Talk is that we leave no stone unturned to make a difference in the workplace, even as one person, right? Um, our companies need us now more than ever, but they need our A game, not our blame game or our tell me what you want me to do game. Right. So yeah. this is what we try and do. Whatever we can share, bring forward, help, meet people like Big George, um, and that's George Hathaway, as in Mrs. Hathaway. Remember her? <laughs> um, that's what we do. Okay. Um, so th this is why we're here. Who else laughs at your jokes like that? I, I know. Anybody. Thank you. Oh, so all that said, how are you? I'm well, thanks. Yeah, and uh, you know we don't want to spill the beans, but. You're hot off the press of a really successful teleseminar this morning, so good job. Yes, thank you. Stage Fright is on audio now, so it's going well. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Yes. Um, excellent. Okay, so um, we love you guys, so stay with us, right? ctradioinfo at gmail.com. We want to everything you have to say. Okay. Right, and let's do a little housekeeping, too. Um if you have a question for today's show, we're going to be talking to Kim Baker, the animal communicator, which is going to be a very fun show and very interesting show. She's terrific. So if you have a question for her, if you're having some kind of a pet issue, make sure that you dial in and ask it. We're at 888-463-6748. That's 888-463-6748. Also, we know that 4 o'clock can be a tough time for some of you, especially because we are corporate. Um, and replays are always available. Just go to TalkZone.com and look look us up under the business channel. And all the replays are there. Future guests, prior guests, all there. Take a look, see if anything interests you, and you can listen on demand right away. Yes, and we love TalkZone. They have great content. They do. Even beyond our show. Our show is the best, but yeah. yes, there is very, very good content throughout. Okay, so one other thing. Janice, if you're there, um, don't go anywhere because... This show is for you as well, right? Oh, yeah. Um, just wanted to share that. So, um, okay, before we bring out our guest, um, I want to say a few things, right? And it mm. is that um, we met Kim. We need to bring what she does forward. I don't know. I, I think it goes way beyond the, uh, the venue that is her specialty. I think it crosses over into life. Well, I, you know, we'll find out, right, what Kim says. But I think that since it's the vibe that you're putting out that affects your animal, 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 just like when we used to watch 
right? The dog whisper. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. And and he always talked about it was the vibration, right? It's not the own. It's not the dog. It's the owner. Right? Yeah. So how could it not help communications with humans? Right. Exactly. So when people say to me, well, "How does this type of show fit on corporate talk?" Mm-hmm. You know, rather than just say because, right? It fits because it's supposed to fit. It's all connected. Sure. Communication is communication, and not Absolutely. only that. You know, um, as in our friend over the weekend, right? Maybe some of the pets that we love so dearly are keeping us up at night and we can't bring our A game to work the next morning. Yeah, Lily had a little anger issue. Right. <laughs> um, a little so, anger uh, issue. This is important stuff. Um, it is. Okay, so enough said, right? Yes. Okay, excellent. So we would like to introduce our special guest for this week, Kim Baker. Kim, are you with us? I'm here, Charlie. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, thanks. Uh, welcome to Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva. And, Hi, Kim. And, Hi, Eva. Uh, yeah, How are you? Thanks for being so patient in the beginning. We're excited. Um, especially we have some, you know, use case examples right. that we can talk about <laughs> as recent as this weekend. So, um, right. right. So, Kim, before we start, just maybe share with our listeners how we can find out more about you and where we can reach you. Yes, absolutely. You can go to my website, which is KimBakerAnimalCommunicator.com. So it's just my name. My last name is spelled B-A-K-E-R, and then AnimalCommunicator.com. Excellent. That's good, right? So, mm-hmm. And this way our guys can uh, follow along. And so, okay, I guess I have to ask, right? What exactly does Animal Communicator mean yes. to us? <laughs> That's a very common <laughs> question. So what it means is that I go into a meditative state and I can talk with animals, any animal, a domestic animal, a wild animal, a living animal, a deceased animal. Now, I'm different than a psychic. So a psychic is where information comes one way. So it's a download, so to speak, and information is just given to the psychic. A communicator, it's a two-way conversation just like the three of us are having now. So you're asking me questions, I'm giving you an answer. So I will go to the animal, I will ask questions, I will get an answer. So that's the difference between a psychic and a communicator. And the information comes in six different ways. It comes in pictures in my mind's eye, it comes in a voice inside my head, which happens to be my own voice. Now you're probably going to say, yeah, well, if it's your own voice, then maybe you're making it up. But I've had so many success stories and talked with so many different animals that one, I've never met before, I've never met the person before, I've never seen their house before because they live in New Zealand. And I'm getting validation that there's information I've gotten that how else would I know unless the animal gave it to me. I can also get information through body sensations, taste, smell, and then the sixth one is what I like to call the download, so the psychic information. So information that just comes to me that I know to be 100% true. So those are the six different ways that the information comes. Now, I can also send information. Like I said, I can ask the question. And again, animals tend to think in pictures. So if you think of like a movie screen or a teleprompter or TV show playing out, that's how the animals think. So I can send them information that way. I can also just, you know, ask them a question. Well, how are you doing today? And they will give me whatever whatever answer is, how, you know, if they're doing well or if they're not doing well, if they're in pain. I can also look at the animal in kind of like an x-ray. So I will scan, you know, have a picture of their anatomy. If they're a cat, then it's cat anatomy. If it's a dog, it's a dog anatomy. And look and see for different areas if they are in a lot of pain. So if it's an older dog, for example, that has arthritis, then I might see some gray areas uh, around the hip joints and stuff like that. Uh, so it really just depends on the individual animal and what's going on. And information comes in a lot of different ways for me. And some of it sounds a little bit hokey, but uh, trust me, I have helped many animals all around the world and their people have better relationships. Um, what I just want to say, right, yeah. when we met and we lo- we take pride in that we meet our guests yes. and w- I, we knew that you were the real deal and we've heard like talents, you know, with from others, but not with animals. 
right? No, you know, actually, I saw something. Um, I think it was a YouTube video. It was around another animal communicator that was actually communicating with a leopard, a wild leopard, yeah. and it was amazing. Yeah, that's a great video. I've shared that with my clients and stuff. Wonderful stuff. It really gives testimony to the work that we do and the differences that we can make because sometimes, you know, and, and usually I'm the last resort because people are like, you know, it's hokey stuff. They're skeptic. They don't believe it, but they've right. tried the trainers. They've tried the right. vets and nothing's worked. And so then a communicator can come in and say, and we go directly to the animal. What is the problem? And they give us the answer and how, what is it that the human can do to make it better for you? And we get answers and we get results. And I, I love that YouTube video. Oh, it's amazing. It's um, an amazing video. So just a quick question. How do you know animals think in pictures, like you said earlier? It's been, it's been proven. Um, I don't know the scientific study off the top of my head, but... All the work that I've done to become a professional communicator, working with other professional communicators, taking reading books, taking classes, workshops. If you um, go to um, Dr. Temple Grandin, um, she knows that animals think in pictures as well. She works for um, Colorado State University, which is a big veterinary school, and I'm sure that she has tons of research and um, to to prove that animals think in pictures. But it's Actually, just a known fact in our world that, um, that they think in pictures. Well, and she's amazing because she's she's the one that's autistic, right? And did all that yes. work with cows, I thought? Yes. Temple yeah. Grandin? Helped, yeah. Yeah, redesigned the cattle industry, the slaughter industry, basically, where, right. where our meat, you know, comes from, so that the cows are, or it's, it's, an, it's a more humane process for them. And there's been some talk about her, it was, she said no, and then she said she was going to do it, and then it's, I'm not quite sure exactly where it's at, but her designing a humane horse slaughter facility, but that's been a big thing in the U.S. as well, about banning it here, but then our horses are getting shipped to Mexico and Canada, and we don't have the regulations, and it, that's a big hot topic. Wow. Uh, by the way, that was that was pretty good uh, homework, E. Uh, thank you. Excellent. <laughs> Um, yeah, this is really incredible um, because, you know, where, where or how, you know, this gift, when does it surface in your life? Yeah, that was for my me, question. Yeah, for me, it surfaced when I was two. And I just, I just started, I didn't even think about it. Well, I mean, kids are, yeah. they don't know any different, right? They don't have the right. filters. They don't have the training. They just go and they do and they believe that anything's possible. So that's what I did. And then I started going around telling my family and their friends and at parties and my family's like, uh, you know, I'm not quite sure that you should be running around telling people that you can talk and heal animals. So I suppressed it. And then in 2007, um, about a year later, after I got laid off from my corporate job, corporate IT job, I started meeting, you know, the students ready so the teachers come. So I started meeting people that do this kind of work. Oh, yeah, absolutely, you can talk and feel animals. And, you know, you should talk to this person and take this class. And so that's what I did. And then in 2010, I was at a workshop uh, with horses, and they wanted you to connect with the horses individually before, like, they're tacked up and before they're in the round pen, just kind of in their home environment and their paddock and their pens and see what information you get. And they gave you a, a little journal. So I just sat down, went to town, had these great conversations. And the ladies that were running the workshop were like, oh, my God, do you do this professionally? And I said, no, I don't. They said, you need to. So they encouraged me to hang my shingle out and become a professional. Wow. Oh, that's amazing. You know, it's not much you can do. You were being drawn to, to your passion, right? Uh, well, her gift. And it's not, yeah, I was going to say, gift, it's not really yes. the passion, it's your gift. And now right. it's like you're accountable to bring it forward, yeah. right? Yeah, no, it's great. Um, this is great. We're just scratching the surface here. We it's have weird. a lot more to discuss. Yeah. Uh, Janice, we have your back, so you stay with us. Um, this is Corporate Talk with Charlie, Eva, and very special guest, Kim Baker the animal communicator. We will be right back.
CARE Certification in the Workplace is the award-winning Shared Leadership Training Seminar that will revolutionize your career and position you as the go-to person in your organization, regardless of your job description. CARE is the acronym for Courage to Take Action Relevant to Everyone. This means your new workplace mission is to deliver results for the good of the company, but not at the expense of others. Up until now, CARE certification was only available through company-sponsored seminars, but now you can become CARE certified in the workplace on your own time. Order Module 1 today and begin the transformation. There's unlimited opportunity in the workplace today, provided you have the right strategy. Becoming CARE certified is the right strategy. For more information and to order, go to charliespeaking.com. That's charliespeaking.com. And now, let's return to Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva on TalkZone.com. Welcome back, everyone. This is Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva. And our guest today is Kim Baker, Animal Communicator. So, Kim, this has been a great conversation, and I'm loving it. And I know you talk about five ways that um, someone can improve their relationship with their pet. Can you talk about those a little bit? Sure, yeah. So um, one would be just opening that communication door. So if you think about it in in the corporate sense, it's like either your boss, your boss says, okay, I have an open door policy. Anytime you want to talk to me about anything, come in. But Mm -hmm. you, and then you come to that door saying, okay, I've I've got an issue. And your boss is like, yeah, I don't want to hear it. And slams it in your face. It would piss you off, right? Right. (laughs) But you still had, you had an open door but you're, but then you're not following through. So the same happens a lot with our animals, and and I see it too. If you if you decide that you really want to hear what your animal has to say, and you work with an animal communicator, don't shut that door in their face. Don't decide that, you know, when you come up with the compromise, and that's kind of going into number two, um, is that it, it doesn't work for you, or you don't have the time to do it. So number two is you know, working with your animal and coming up with a compromise. If you have an issue and your animal says, well, I need this to stop doing X behavior, and you say, well, I can only give you half of that, you know, it's you got, you got to do a compromise, right? Because that's in any relationship. Any good relationship is all about listening to the other person and compromising. So it's, it's no different than with our animals. And number three would be just, you know, doing a little bit of research and understanding why your animal might be doing what your animal does. So if you have a dog, you know, learning a little bit more about wolves and just kind of, you know, and your particular breed, like why was that breed, you know, created into existence? You know, is it, is it a hunting dog? Is it a herding dog? Is it um, a toy dog? Is it, you know, are they there to chase rats or weasels or, or whatever? Um, finding out a little bit more, just kind of educating yourself, right? So if you're going to go for a job interview, you always research the company, right? Mm-hmm. You want to know about the company. It's the same kind of thing. Research about your animal. And if you have a mixed breed or, and you don't know what the, what the dog is, then, you know, there's often characteristics and things that trainers and the shelter can try to give you some information on. And so it's not that there's no way that you would get any information at all. You'll get a little bit of information. And then number four is being consistent. So if you're going to decide that, you know, your dog can get on the couch, then your dog will probably want to get on the chair. Your dog will probably want to get on the bed. Your dog will probably want to get on any type of furniture. So if so, you have to set that rule. If it's just the couch, then make it clear that it's just the couch and not the other furniture. Or maybe it's no furniture at all. So being consistent in what you're deciding that it's, if the couch is okay one time, but not okay the next day, that sends a really confusing message, right? So same thing um, that I mentioned before, like with your boss. If your boss says, oh, yeah, you can, you can leave early, but then they change their mind, be consistent. And then the fifth one is ties into that with being clear. So animals are very black or white. There's not a lot of gray area. So yes or no, not a lot of, maybes just don't make sense to them. Whereas they, it's ambiguous sometimes with humans, too. <laughs> right. So just being very clear in your communication. Yes, this is okay. No, that's not okay. And, and, and some additional ones are, you know, just 
they're kind of like kids in setting up boundaries. They need boundaries. If they have no boundaries, then they're just running amok and driving you crazy. Well, that's not a good relationship. (laughs) Do you find that your skill and gift with animals helps you in communicating with people? Absolutely. And the biggest one is horses. And there's equine facilitated underscore fill in the blank um, now, which is running amok. Um, And some are really good. Some are a little fly by night. But the reason for that is because animals are a mirror reflection of ourselves. And with a horse that's a thousand pounds, it's really difficult to ignore that reflection. <laughs> with a dog, a cat, a bird, a snake, it's pretty. You can just kind of oh, because it. of the size, right? Yeah, right, right, right. the presence. It's really hard with a horse, especially if you're afraid of horses. I um, mean, there's all kinds of leadership training with horses and stuff too for um, for corporate, uh, which I mm-hmm. highly recommend. If if anybody has the opportunity to do that, you will not regret it, even if you are afraid of horses. I promise you, you will learn so much. And to me, horsemanship is a metaphor for life. Whatever is going on with the person, whether they're having issues at home, you know, with their kids or their spouse, or they're having issues at work with their coworker or their boss or a colleague that they're partnering on a project with, it, it all comes up in the relationship with the horse, whether you're trying to get the horse to do something from the ground or you're riding the horse. It's, it's really amazing to me and magical. And so oftentimes with the retreats that I do, it's a week-long vacation, so to speak. We go to fun places like Costa Rica, and we stay in a, a, a beautiful place. Um, we go work with the horses each day. We ride them on the beach. We swim with them in the river. Uh, we also do some yoga. I'm a big fan of yoga. And there's just... So much that you can gain, like all these tools that you can come home with that you can apply in your daily home life and your work life that will, if you actually apply it and you want to do the work. See, I'm all pumped, you know, because I know a great guest when we meet. You know, and I've heard about and I've seen because actually one of the other Martha Beck coaches is an equine trainer and she does these retreats as well. And I've always wanted to do one. And Kim, I mean, I had never heard of one in Costa Rica. I just think that sounds fantastic because isn't it all about, and just correct me if I'm wrong, isn't it all about like the vibe that you're sending out? So you can have the horse follow you and do a join up with the horse, but only if only if you send out the right vibe. It's got nothing to do with like pulling the horse or talking to the horse. It's all about your vibe. Or am I wrong? No, that's correct, Eva. It's it's your vibe, your intention, and and your clarity. So, excuse me. If if you're like, oh, pretty please, would you please go over that log? The person's going to look at you and be like, yeah, I don't think so. No. And if you think about it in, in the work life, too, right? If you go yeah. to a worker and you're like, oh, please, please, would you please, please do this for me. Your coworkers can be like, you know what? I've got a million things to do. I don't have time for your stuff. But if right. you go in and you say, okay, Sam, I really would like you to go over this log. And if you go over this log, it's going to benefit us, blah, 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 blah. And your intention is, Sam, you're going over the log. And right. so the yeah. same thing. And then the horse will go over the log because you're clear and they really, it's not that they don't have any other option. It's just, you're asking, you're very clear what it is that you want them to do. And, and they just do it because they're willing. They're very willing partners. As long as you're clear and you step up as the leader, that's the other key piece. So horses are herd animals and they always want to follow a leader. Even if they're a dominant bully type, they still will want to follow the leader, but you have to prove to them that you're a worthy leader. So you have to, one, gain their trust, and two, earn their respect. Now, do you uh, start to see how this really fits into the corporate world? Aye, aye, aye. It's um, terrific. Okay, it's so, great, yeah. Uh, yeah, it charges me up. I have a couple of quick questions, if mm-hmm. it's okay. Yeah. First, um, um, are there any immediate retreats on the radar? Do you have anything yes. planned? Yes, Costa Rica is March 15th through the 22nd, 2015. Okay, so and, and we would that be available to see on your website or just for us to know and share with our listeners now? 
Uh, I haven't put it on the. <laughs> I'm a little behind. <laughs> um, That's next good. Month it will, <laughs> next month it will be on my website. Excellent. Um, so if, uh, if so you go to if you go to the other website, these are the gals that I partner with in Costa Rica. They have the horses. They have the facility. It's EquasalRetreats.com. Actually, let me let me just verify that because I don't want to give you guys a wrong. Um, this is great um, because. I, Oh, go ahead. Yeah. Sorry, Charlie. Um, they they have it up on their website now, and you actually um, reserve your spots through them. Yes. So it is equisolretreats.com, and that is spelled E-Q-U-I-S-O-L, the word retreats.com. And ah. you click on retreats, calendar, and rates, all that. Um, it's listed there. Okay, so... This is great. Thank you so much for sharing that information. Um, so, you know, we hear right this show, we do a lot of things about leadership and mm-hmm. we talked about our guy, George. And next week, in two weeks, we have Mary Gillum. Mary Gillum. She's going to be mad. But yes, we can't wait. Right. Um, so and I, too, have my own ways, my own book, my own seminars. Right. right. So, Kim, um, oftentimes with me. I become my own worst enemy, not really my own worst enemy, but uh, my demeanor might um, be over the top, which may not convey the grounded approach to gain listeners as I would like, right? So from what I heard, that's something that I could learn from a retreat like this by communicating with uh, the horse, yes, yes. The in working out, improving, improving your communication skills. Everybody can improve their communication skills. I don't care if you're mm-hmm. the best communicator in the world. You can always improve upon your skills, right? So right. the horse will definitely help you do that because if you're not clear, they just they just won't do what you want them to do, or they'll do something that you didn't want them to do, or they'll escalate it. And so it's it's just really clear, and it becomes you know quick work, and and you learn a lot in a short amount of time. Yeah, because you were referring to leadership with the animal. Well, either the horse goes with you, or the horse turns around and says enough of you yeah. and walks away from you, right? So you know right away if your vibe is good or not. You know if you're yeah. communicating correctly. Yeah, yeah, which yeah. that's really cool. It really is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and and I also we're going to take a break in a second, but um. I really appreciate the way you make your examples from the corporate workplace as well. Yeah, it's so, perfect. So it is perfect. Um, well, thank you. So, yeah, we have a lot more of some questions coming in, and we wanted to talk about, who was it, Lulu? What was that? Lily. Lily. <laughs> well, we want to talk about Lily when we come back. Uh, Kim, you know, thank you so much. This is great, so please stay with us. Um, more to come. This is Corporate Talk with Charlie, Eva, and special guest Kim Baker. We will be right back. Charlie Labosco is an author, speaker, and trainer with over 40 years experience in the corporate workplace. Contact Charlie today to interact, influence, and inspire others in your organization. Whether it's a one-hour keynote presentation or a five-day training seminar, Charlie is available to speak on many topics, including making a difference in the workplace, even as one person, building shared leadership teams, and his signature award-winning seminar, Care Certification in the Workplace. Charlie speaking at your organization will make a difference on day one. For more information and to book Charlie, Go to charliespeaking.com. That's charliespeaking.com. Let's get back to Charlie and Eva for more corporate talk on Talk Zone. Welcome back, everyone, to Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva and our special guest, Kim Baker. By the way, if anybody has a questione, For Kim, 888-463-6748. We're getting some questions that I'm going to ask in a second. Uh, Kim, can you share your website again, please? Sure. Yeah, it's kimbakeranimalcommunicator.com. 
Love it. And, you know, and bef- during the break, I don't know, we, we weren't on video, I don't think, no. second segment. Um, we were we were earplugs out and we were talking about March. <laughs> we were talking about how well, this is like an eye opener, right? I love this. This could be a great thing for us. No, it's terrific. I've been wanting to do it forever. And I'm glad that Kim is here to convince you of that. Yeah, excellent. <laughs> this is great. <laughs> Well, um, I mean, Costa Rica is just awesome, too. You know, it's it's a fabulous place. It's I went, um, like I said, in April. I'd never been before, someplace I'd always wanted to go, and I was not disappointed. Um, the heat was a little difficult to get used to for everybody that was there, um, but, you know, we all did relatively well, and um, they serve, you know, really, it's homemade food that's health-oriented. They're very eco-friendly and they recycle and it's such a community there and very different from you know the big cities and even you know corporate life itself and um and and everybody's just you know they wave high and everything slowed down and and you really can disconnect so from technology and all that and just unwind and relax and and enjoy good company learn a lot that's the other thing, right? I think that made the connection when we met is your technology background, because that's what we are or right. did, right? <laughs> so we're career teammates. You know, what would be really cool is if we planned our seminars and made a road trip with everyone to come to court. You'd have to get some more horses. Right. Right. <laughs> that would be. You. <laughs> yeah, cool. Um, all right. So, no, this is, uh, I really love the knowledge that I can gain. I really do. You mm-hmm, know, that's terrific. It, yeah. All kidding aside, Kim, this is uh, really good stuff. Um, okay. So a couple of questions, right? Uh, and then we'll get into our our use case that we have. That's okay. Okay. Right? Yeah. So uh, intelligence level, right? What is the limitation that we have with an animal? I mean, are they intelligent? I mean, how do we know how far we can go? Oh, Does that my make gosh. sense? Um, that's a loaded question. Good question. They are extremely intelligent. I was watching a series on PBS, and uh, I, I don't know if it was Nova or one of the other ones. Uh, good stuff. But they were doing some studies on blackbirds, so different types of crows, different types of ravens, magpies, um, they're all a little um, subspecies together. And the, the tools that they use to get treats, and this guy, this scientist, he had created this elaborate um, obstacle course, if you will, for this crow to go through to get some nuts at the end of it. And basically, it was like taking this stick, and he had to poke it through certain holes in a certain angle to be able to get the rocks to drop out to open up the next box, so to speak, so he could get the next tool to go to the next thing to get the next tool to keep going on down the line to eventually get the nuts. I mean, It makes sense because maybe the objective was to see the limitations, right? Yeah, it was was phenomenal. And then um, there was uh, a video that was going around on YouTube about this, this um, a rock squirrel that was in this guy's garden that was stealing the bird seed that was for the birds. So this wife came up with his wife came up with this great idea to uh, coexist with the wildlife without hurting the squirrel, but deterring the squirrel from getting the nuts. And she put Vaseline on the pole that the feeder was hanging off of. And so you see the squirrel come up, and they show a clip of him eating, and, I mean, he's basically, like, stuffing his cheeks, you know, and then going back to his little hole and catching it for the winter. So he comes up after she put the Vaseline on, and he climbs up the pole, and then you see he gets to this point, and he just, like, slides down <laughs> because of the Vaseline. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and it's really funny. And he <laughs> tries it over and over, and then you start to see, I mean, and, he, and you can see him thinking. Right? He's right, like, right. wait a minute, This I, I was able to climb it before, why can't I climb it now? Now, I'm sure that on some level, you know, he wasn't really able to figure out why, but, he's, but what was interesting is he started doing 
different ways to get on the pole. So <laughs> instead of just coming up and climbing, now he's like coming up on this other rock and kind of jumping over, but he still wants to slide down on the Vaseline. Jeez. So not only was it entertaining, <laughs> yeah. um, but you could see that, I mean, this isn't just a dumb squirrel, right? I mean, he's right. using intelligence here to figure out okay, what are other ways that I can get on this pole and stop sliding down and get to get to my seat? So it, it, they are extremely intelligent. I spoke with, I'll give you one other example, real quick. Um, there was a horse that was in a lot of pain. This lady, she had three vets come out, and they couldn't find anything wrong with the horse. And she called me, and she said, this is what's going on. I'm at my wit's end. This horse is in a lot of pain. He's starting to become really aggressive because he's in a lot of pain. I'm scared for myself. I'm scared for him. Can you help me? Yes, absolutely. Go talk to the horse. Can you know what the horse told me? He said, these vets are stupid. And <laughs> I had to laugh because they all have little personalities. They're like individual people, and their personalities come through when you talk to them. And he told me what was going on. He showed me what was going on. I relayed it back to her. She had a fourth vet come out that same afternoon and verified what I had found. Now, I didn't find this specifics. I just knew he had back pain. And that was what was going on. When he was saddled, it, it was a lot of pain. It was excruciating. And the vet found that he had kissing spines. So kissing spines is where um, the vertebrae actually come together and start rubbing. Wow. And it's extremely painful. If people would spend less time questioning you, it's like when we used to watch Medium. We used to joke, right? They always right. would not believe her, Never but she was right her. Every, every, time, every episode. Every time, yeah. So if... <laughs> people would spend less time questioning you and more time listening to you, you can get relief quicker to the animal, right? Right. Yeah. Um, so, no, this is good, okay. Um, I, I have a couple more, but I want to get to our use case. Okay. So, well, yeah. we still have time because we'll probably talk about it some more even after the break. But So you mentioned earlier, and this is where I want to start this conversation, that an animal is a reflection of your personality. Right? Of, a, of our personality. Not necessarily personality, but just a reflection of you and what's going on with you. Right. Okay. So, um, in this example, we, had, we were with some people over the weekend, and they had um, a new dog that they had, I guess, adopted or rescued. Yeah, it was a rescue because um, the chihuahua was 10 years old. It was a little it's chihuahua. 10, ten years old. So, and, he had yeah, a previous owner. Older. Right. So... To your point, that animal was a reflection of where that animal came from. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe, right? Yeah. So this guy is a little tough guy, but he doesn't let up ever. No, it's, a, it's a girl, and she, she's okay with the new owners, but whenever she sees people, she just gets very territorial and just starts barking like crazy and wants to just go after everybody. Right. How long, um, okay. How long have they had her? Um, it hasn't been too long, I don't think. Like a few months. Okay. And they are making progress. They're making some progress, but yeah. But it seems like the dog is saying, I got this. <laughs> right? right? <laughs> I know what I'm you. doing. You got you know, you to be on your game here if you're not careful. <laughs> That's the impression I get. Right, because you don't know... I know what you yeah. don't know. You yeah. know, they're going to come up here and they're going to take us all out. Right. That's how the dog was acting. Yeah. That's what it seemed like. Yeah, that was good, Charlie. Right. Um, <laughs> and so when you, so if you have a situation like that, um, and I know you were talking about kind of opening the communication lines, how would you, how do you do that? I mean, that's something that I know that is a gift that you have that others don't necessarily have. Right. But if you're just trying to kind of, get a feel for what's going on. How, how do you open that door? Great question. So a couple, couple things. Um, one, everybody actually has the ability to do this. It is a natural, intuitive ability. It's like singing. Everybody can sing, right? Mm -hmm. Some people kind are of. just way more talented at it than others. Okay. Nice. Same, <laughs> same, same with animal communication. Um, with rescues, uh, they can take six months nine months, a year to actually transition and adjust. So in the very beginning, you're not seeing the true animal, especially if they've had a very traumatic background. Um, they've been abused, neglected, 
on the street, whatever, it can take them a long time to let that go, to feel the trust, to feel the love, just like if you were adopting an older child. If they've been bounced around a lot, it takes a long time for that child to open up. Same thing with a rescue pet, whether it's a dog or cat. And then a chihuahua, and most toy breeds have size issue. And they, and it's, a, it's, it's an issue for them. They, they have to act as if they're bigger than they are because they're so tiny. So they have a complex about that. So she's like, yeah, okay, this is my house. Back <laughs> off. You know, and she's got to be right. a big, tough girl. Okay. Right. So with, in that situation, you know, then her humans, um, they, they could come to me and they would send me a photo of her and, you know, tell me her age and a little bit of background, what city and state she's located in, so I make sure I'm getting the right dog. And then I go into my meditative state and start asking her questions. Now, I need her permission. So with any domestic animal, I need the person's permission to talk with them because it's mm. just unethical to start wandering around talking to random animals. <laughs> um, right, right. You know, it's just, it's just not okay. With wildlife, totally fine. You can strike up a conversation with any wild animal that you want and go to town, have fun. Now, you were asking, so for those that aren't necessarily trained or don't feel that it's a natural ability for them, you'd actually be surprised. So Charlie had this, had, a, had an impression, right, that mm-hmm. he was guarding her territory and stuff like that. And, you know, I, I don't disagree with that. So there you kind of already got a hit so to speak, right, about mm-hmm. what's going on. So it's just being open because they actually communicate with us all the time and they're sending us messages. So if you have a dog or you have a cat and you're busy doing stuff and then all of a sudden you have this little reminder in your head that says, oh, my God, I need to fill their water bowl. Well, that was not you remembering. That was your animal saying, hello, please refill my water bowl. So they mm-hmm. are sending us messages all the time. It's just if you're quiet enough, calm enough, and open. And and the biggest thing with animal communication is doubt. So when you start doing this work, it's easier to work with animals that you don't know. That way you can get the validation that you are getting information because you know your animal pretty well and you can say, I'm making this up or I'm telling myself that this is what I want to hear. So that's that self-doubt that's coming through. That's your worst enemy in doing this line of work. Um, no, this is great. It is um, great. Yeah. And, and, you know, we're going to share your contact information with our friends. And if we'll contact you ourselves, because we know how much Lily means to them. Right. 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 And it's very important. So thank you for that. And th- we still have more to talk about. So we do. please stay with us. We have one more second segment. This is Corporate Talk with Charlie Eva and special guest Kim Baker. We'll be right back. Let Charlie Labosco show you how to revolutionize your presence in the workplace. Charlie is looking to improve the workplace, and by that he means your relevance in it. Charlie has over 40 years in the corporate workplace. He has seen the unbelievable, mind-boggling, off-the-charts changes in technology, but no real change in our day-to-day and sometimes toxic workplace behavior. Charlie's mission is to revolutionize the workplace by providing the training and the tools needed to lead any organization regardless of your job description. For more about Charlie and how to be a part of the workplace improvement revolution, visit charliespeaking.com. That's charliespeaking.com. Welcome back to Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva on TalkZone.com. Welcome back, everyone. This is Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva, and our guest today is Kim Baker. And you can learn more about Kim at KimBakerAnimalCommunicator.com. Kim, this has been a great show. We have about nine minutes left, and I know Charlie is dying, so I'm going to ask the question about this. So (laughs) I know he's dying to ask this question, so I'm going to ask it. So I know that sometimes with terminal pets, and you're living in, in Colorado, that you can get pet pot. Is that true? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a, I get asked this question a lot. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> actually, the answer the, the answer is no. Um, oh. And the reason for that is 
while human medicinal marijuana is legal here in Colorado, so is recreational uh, marijuana for humans, uh, they haven't quite moved it over to the pets. Now, I did some research because there was a gentleman in California that was administering marijuana to pets. Now, these are terminally ill pets. Uh, It was his own dog that he started with and um, found that she was more comfortable and how he would do it was a, a glycerin tincture. So we'd be using, you know, the THC, and it's in a liquid form, and then he'd mix it with the glycerin. And the reason he liked that is he could be very accurate in the dosage. The other mm. way that you could do it is, is similar with the human, is you could have the food stuff. So you could bake it, you know, in butter or oil into a treat and then give it to the animal that way. Now, I've heard it's been given to dogs and cats, and there was one horse that was on his program that the lady gave it to. Now... This is what's very strange is that um, this vet, veterinarian, has since passed away. And there's like all of his information, his website's been taken down, and he was young. He was in his 40s. And there's no background as to why he died or anything like that. And he's the only one that I'm aware of that was actually doing it. Now, I, I did some research here in Colorado, and I called, I called CSU, Colorado State University, the veterinary school, and I called some other local Denver veterinarians and asked them if they were administering it. And they said, no, they're not, because there hasn't been enough research yet. They need to do more case studies. And what they were finding is that just with the legalization, it was more that in the ERs, the pets were coming in with intoxication of it because they were getting into the human stashes. And so, you know, if you look at the Chihuahua versus the Great Dane, Mm. And they both eat a pan of brownies. Well, the chihuahua is going to be pretty in pretty sad shape. The Great Dane, yeah. on the other hand, might be doing a little better just because of pure size. Yeah. No. I mean, all kidding aside, I get it. Right. It's right. for it's for serious issues. And I was just thinking, you know, you being the communicator would know when this might be the time to make this suggestion to help ease whatever is ailing the animal. Right. right? Yeah. Right, um, yeah, and and so, yeah, I work with, um, you know, some homeo- or holistic practitioners and some other vets, and so, you know, we'll kind of come up with a plan. Once we figure out what's wrong with the animal, then I can offer suggestions and referrals out to the different practitioners of, you know, you need to go to your vet, you need to confirm this or work with this person, and, and just because I've had experiences with my own animals or clients in the past have used them and they've had good responses to things and and we just move out on referrals that way that's terrific yeah um there's a lot of uh, a lot of hope and accountability on your shoulders so yes. we hope as well that you keep doing what you're doing right and so kim we have about five minutes left a little bit less and i know you sometimes talk about like there's like three mistakes that people make when it comes to caring for their pets. Like what are those mistakes and what can people do tomorrow to take better care of their pets? Yeah. Let's, uh, let me, three common mistakes. So one is not listening to your animal (laughs) Mm. and you know, if they're, and whether you're doing it through animal communication, so to speak, or just, you know, reading their body language and understanding them, it's, if you're not doing that, then that's, that's one of the biggest mistakes. And the other is, you know, not developing your relationship to where it's a true partnership, right? So if we take it back to the corporate world, if you have to work with someone on a new project and you've, you don't know this person, but mm-hmm. you've heard about this person, from other people where you go around the office and you ask, well, what do you know about this person, right? So now you're getting some preconceived ideas, right? So let's take pit bulls, for example. Lots of preconceived ideas about pit bulls. Mm-hmm. And if yeah. you buy into that and project that, you're not really allowing that individual to express who they are. And so how can you have a really good trust through that? So, and trust is built on so many different ways and levels, and it doesn't happen overnight, right? We know that in all of our relationships. So, same thing with the animals, and especially with the rescue ones. Um, And then the third one is what I've kind of mentioned before, you know, in the the five. It's it's 
being back to, you know, the consistency, being clear in your mm-hmm. communication form. And if you're all over the map, then your animal's going to be all over the map. And, and we've seen that, right? We've gone over mm-hmm. to friends' houses, and their dog is just crazy, jumping on you. And, and, you know, some people like that, and some people don't. And so I say at the end of the day, it's, it's you know, it's your relationship with your animal, and you have to decide what's right for you and what's not right for you and your would, animal. Would it be... So listening is probably the most important or the first thing you need to learn how to do, right? Mm-hmm. Just like with us, right? right. I see you smirking. <laughs> I get it, right? No, and, and it's, important, it's important to know, do you help the owners of the animals as well to understand that in a, in a session when you work with them? Yes, depending on, depending on where they're at. So with... With my clients, it's really individual as to what's going on. You know, mm-hmm. some have come to me and say, okay, I've just adopted this um, animal and this is what I'm experiencing, or I've, you know, had this animal for 15 years. I get it, yeah. This is what's yeah. going on. So, it, you know, it's really it's individual as to what's going on. But absolutely, my goal is to improve the overall relationship and that both parties are happy, both the human and the animal. That's terrific. This has been terrific. Yeah, right? it has been. Yeah, yeah. Well, Kim, thank you so much. This has just been an absolutely terrific show, and I know that our guests have a lot of takeaways and a lot of help from you. Today. As do we, yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, wonderful. Well, Eva and Charlie, thank great. you so much for having me on. I really appreciate it. Oh, thank you, and we would love to stay in touch, so uh, we'll keep you posted on Lily as well. Yeah, yes, we'll keep you posted. Hopefully great. you'll know because we'll reach out to you. So. Right. Um, Wonderful. Thank you. Take care. Thank you. Thanks. Have a good night. Um, Yeah. Kim is gifted and very intelligent. It's. um, And I would just like our listeners to know that Kim's website again is KimBakerAnimalCommunicator.com. She has a lot of certification behind her. She's an MS, an RMT, an ECT. She's an author. She's a speaker. She's a certified Reiki master. She can do whatever it is that you're little animal needs yeah. or big animal needs. Uh, I'm yeah, sold. it's going to be terrific. Uh, and it's a it's a great way to learn how to communicate. Yes. It I is, love right? It. I, yeah, it's yes. fun. Um, and just to mention again, we're off the grid, acquiesced, dark, or just not here next week. We're just not here next right. week. And so we'll be back again on September 8th with Mary Gillum. Okay, excellent. And um, I want to say, remember... Our companies need us now more than ever, but they need our A game, not our blame game. Very important. Right. Right. So great show. Again, our guest today was Kim Baker. Replays are available on TalkZone.com. Happy Labor Day, everyone, and we will see you in two weeks. Take care. Have a good day. Bye. Bye.